This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate podcast. I am your host, Mike Ellison. Trying to make a difference there. Trying to switch that up. I never refer to myself as Michael. The only person that calls me Michael is my mother. I'm done with that shit. But we're back, baby. We're back like the motherfucking McRib. And who isn't excited about that? Gotta get excited about the McRib. That's how you know you've been fat for too long. You've been fat for too long when you act like the McRib is an experience. You act like the McRib is something that you must have. It's really not that good. To be honest, it's rat meat. In the form of like a pork patty uh, with some barbecue sauce. And everybody acts like it's this fucking delicious thing. But it's really not. It's garbage. But you know what's not garbage? Me. And this podcast. And I'm glad to be back. It's been a long, arduous struggle. Not podcasting and just kind of being stuck alone with my own thoughts all the time. It's not healthy for me. I have to scream into a microphone once a week so that I could feel normal. And maybe that says a lot more about how fucking crazy I am. But hey, I'm okay with it. I'll live. I'm fine as long as I get my fix, you know? So what's been going on since past month or so without any total degenerate podcast I've been doing some stand-up that's uh you know mixed reviews I'm my own worst critic so uh I'm gonna say you know I've had some good sets I've also had some real stinkers some real just yuck fucking garbage sets But that's kind of what the business is. It's very humbling in that regard. Is that, you know, one night you can get up there and you feel like, you know, you're the second coming of fucking Jerry Jerry Seinfeld or Chris Rock or whatever great comedian you want to compare yourself to. And then the next night you get up there and you're just a big old fucking loser who doesn't have a single good joke. And has never made a funny comment in their life. So yeah, it feels good to be back to doing that. Feels good to be back to doing stand. Uh, I just it feels good to be back to doing stand up. But it also feels good to be back here, sitting in the the studio, my my living room, yelling incoherently into a mic. It. I've been so out of practice. It took me a few minutes to figure out how to. F- figure out this fucking mixer piece of shit but it's fine we're good you know what's been pretty good the Jets the Jets have been pretty good to me so far this season though uh they were five and two they're now five and three and because I'm an irrational ridiculous fan I want to act like the sky's falling but if you asked me before the season started if I could have a 5-3 and three record 
after eight weeks, I would have signed on the fucking dotted line. So I got to keep that in mind, you know? I got to keep that in mind that, uh, you know, you can only ask for so much, especially as a Jets fan. Uh, the team has uh, no quarterback, really. Uh, he kind of sucks. It's that's it's fair to say. He kind of sucks. Maybe maybe he proves me wrong. I don't know. Hasn't done it yet. But, um, you know, I'm going to keep hoping, wishing, and praying that he does. Because, uh, you know, I could taste the playoffs. I could taste how, how nice would it be, Jets fans? How nice would it be to wake up on a Saturday wild card weekend and the Jets be that 430 AFC playoff game that nobody cares about? that nobody wants to watch and the Jets just go out there and they get blown out by the Chiefs. How nice and refreshing would that be to be able to participate in that game? I would be excited about it. I don't know about you, but that would make me uh, pretty pumped up. So, uh, yeah, that's the state of the Jets right now. I just got back. I went to... um, I've been to a couple of Jets games so far this season. I went to Milwaukee for the Jets-Packers game. That was uh, quite the experience. Um, Let me tell you something about those people in the Midwest. They're all so fucking nice. There isn't... They don't have a mean-spirited bone in their bodies. It was a very strange not-New York experience. For a guy who doesn't get to leave New York that often, I was kind of blown away by how just unbelievably nice these people were. They had nothing but, like, kind words for us. They were welcoming as fuck. They were like, you know, please, you know, come back sometime. We we love when people from out of state come and visit our our little piece of the universe here and try the bratwurst. Doesn't matter where you try the bratwurst, by the way. You could just just eat some bratwurst while you're there. Every place is going to have it, and it's most likely pretty delicious. You know, they got a lot of beer cheese. It's a place where a guy like me can survive. I can get down with uh, bratwurst and beer cheese, and the only activity anybody gets excited for or cares about is football. That's basically my life now here in New York. I'm just used to being around rude people, not nice people. You know what I mean? In the Midwest, everybody's so nice. Like, you bump into somebody in a crowded bar out in Milwaukee, they're going to be like, oh, I am so sorry. I didn't mean to bump into you, sir. I apologize. And you're going to get a a very humble and courteous uh, apology for that minor uh, transgression. Whereas if you're in New York and you like just walk onto a subway and not even bump into somebody, there's probably a homeless guy jerking off right there who wants to come right onto your fucking leg as you get on and he screams something about like Nancy Pelosi at you. 
and then just runs off into the moonlight and the cops are right there. Nobody does anything. And now you got homeless jizz on your leg. So there's the difference. Even the homeless people in Milwaukee were pretty respectful, you know? I mean, I had a guy who was kind of panhandling outside the hotel. He was asking for money and I didn't want to give him any money because all I knew all I had in my wallet was 50s and 20s and you know I want to help homeless people a little bit but I'm not shelling out you know I'm not giving this guy a 20 spot I'm not paying for the fifth of whiskey for the next three days you know I mean come on let's be real here so I you know I reached in and I had like I had like a dollar and change and like one single into my one pocket. So I gave him that. And he was like, that's all you got? And I went, yeah. And he went, fair enough. Thank you very much. And he kept it moving. That doesn't happen in New York City. I got cursed out once at a KFC because I got the guy mashed potatoes instead of mac and cheese. He was a homeless guy standing in a drive through waiting, asking, begging people for food. I, I'm like, all right, I got you, bud. I got you something. And I just ordered the same thing that I had just got for myself. Whereas my side, I got mashed potatoes and he apparently wanted mac and cheese. Unbeknownst to me. And I had handed him the thing. And when he opened it and he saw the mashed potatoes, he actually got mad at me and was like, what the fuck, dude? I wanted fucking mac and cheese. And that's what happens with the homeless here in New York is that they are, they're never grateful for what they what you give them. They're pissed off about what you didn't give them. How dare I not get him the mac and cheese? And it's like, you know, I want to be somebody that uh, cares, you know, but it makes it hard. It makes it a little more difficult. But in Milwaukee, it'd be a lot more easy to want to help. It'd be easier, I should say, to want to help the homeless because the homeless appreciate when you do what you can for them, you know? I mean, that's all I'm trying to say. Um, It's definitely a... it's, It's an okay city. It's not... You know, I mean, it's problematic coming from New York because you compare everything to New York City and very few of these places in America actually, you know, can uh, stand up to the the level that is New York, you know? It's very hard to do. Then there's also, of course, this, um, the, you know, the arrogance of us. You know, I mean, this kind of works for most people, but it definitely uh, it definitely applies to New Yorkers, in my opinion, is that we have this um, arrogant kind of vibe of we're New York, so we're so fucking great that um, anytime we, like, go somewhere and it's not, like, as amazing as New York City can be, we basically just go, oh, oh. That's all you got, huh? And we just kind of like, 
we kind of just looked down. We were like, you know, we fucking, you know, I don't know. We give him the fucking, some kind of uh, pompous, you know, stick our nose up at him thing is what I was trying to say. Arrogant trying to stick our nose up. I can't even speak there. But uh, yeah, you know, that's that's a tendency of our, uh, of the Long Island, New York City faithful is that we tend to just, you know, think uh, we are better than most. And the truth of the matter is we are. So, you know, I'm, I'm no better than everybody else. But nevertheless, it was a fun time, though. It was a fun time. A lot of bratwurst, a lot of beer. Uh, it was a good time of year to go because it wasn't fucking balls fucking cold yet. You know what I mean? Like, it was not, uh, you know, the unbearable tundra of Green Bay. And in December, you know, I'm so happy that they played there early in the season and not late in the season because if it was in December or something, I don't think I'm going, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'm flying and paying all that money to go to a different state to uh, turn into a fucking walking icicle just to watch my football team play. But it was cool. And even even when the Jets started, because the Jets, if anyone remembers the game, the Jets kind of kicked the living shit out of them. Like, it was pretty one-sided for the most part. Like, the Jets dominated the game. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of quiet Packers fans in the place. And, you know, there's their few that are, you know, they're chirping a little bit and they're bumping their gums, but... Ultimately, it got real quiet inside Lambeau. It was a quiet day at Lambeau, except for my fat ass, who was yelling and screaming like a madman. I was actually even worried about this week because I went to the Patriots game. Fortunately, I'm starting to get my voice back now, but I was, I had lost it. I lost my voice at the last game because there was a ass call that took back a pay. And, uh, basically I, uh, lost my fucking composure. I had, uh, you know, complete, I think I blacked out. Like it wasn't even because of the alcohol or something. I just rage took over and I had no clue what I was doing or who I was doing it to. I was just a psychotic ball of nightmarish frustration and anger because I can't stand when the refs fuck my team out of a out of a good play and then it makes it even worse when it's New England that benefits from the refs fucking my team out of a good play yeah I lost my mind so I was uh hurting needless to say on Halloween and uh past couple of days trying to get my voice right but we're doing better now we got our voice back we got the podcast back I'm very fucking uh high spirits you know things are going well 
So I've had about enough of this fucking clown show. Um, there's this guy. Uh, they call If you pay attention to gambling, Twitter, or Instagram, you're probably fully aware of who he is. Uh, his name, his go-to name is Mattress Mac. And he's a mattress salesman, I guess, from the Houston or greater Houston area. And he's always uh, known for making these big, uh, huge, massive sports bets on, like, the World Series or the NBA Finals or uh, the NFL playoffs or whatever it may be. And everybody acts like he's, uh, like, this big hotshot gambler that should be respected and, you know, we should all bow to him as some sort of, like, um, you know, degenerate uh, godsend. And I say, uh, fuck that guy. The reason I say fuck that guy um, is because it's it's an act, right? It's an act. Let's Let's break down the illusion right here. The guy sells mattresses, and part of his gimmick is I'll give away X amount of mattresses uh, if the Astros win the World Series. So, like, he'll do a special, right, in the beginning of the baseball playoffs or something, and, like, you got, like, a time period where you got to sign up to get your free mattress, and if you... You know, if the Astros win the World Series, you get the free mattress, right? So what he does to hedge his bets here so that he doesn't lose a fuckload of money is he'll fly out to Vegas and he'll put, you know, uh, $10 million on the Astros to win the World Series because that way he loses nothing. He either gives away you know, $5 million worth of mattresses. And you know what I'm saying? Like he's hedging his bet completely. Like he's guaranteeing that he is at risk for nothing. Meanwhile, he acts like he's risking everything. And all these gambling sites, like they, you know, they build them up and they act like he's this big fucking deal. And really he's just a clown show. He's just a, a fucking freak show act. He's a big old, he's a small, he's actually, he's not big at all. He's a small man. He's a, he's an ancient artifact. He's old as fuck. And apparently he just went to the Phillies game, the the, uh, World Series game last night in Philly. And, uh, you know, the uh, Phillies beat him down pretty bad. And uh, he uh, got, took a lot of shit. And he was pretty miserable while he was walking out of the stadium. And uh, some guy, you know, he's in Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia sports fans. I mean, they threw snowballs and, and ice and beer bottles at Santa Claus at an Eagles game many, many moons ago. But nobody will forget it. Nobody will forget what Philadelphia sports fans are capable of. I mean, it, it, you don't have to go that far back. You don't even have to go back to the beaming of Santa Claus with bottles and ice balls 
to see how crazy the, the Philadelphia sport fan can be. Just go back to the Super Bowl when uh, Nick Foles and the Eagles beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl. The uh, local police in Philadelphia, they greased down all of the uh, telephone poles and the light poles around the city. That way, um, you know, people couldn't climb up them. And Philadelphia fans basically took that as a challenge. They didn't take that as like, uh, oh, I guess we better not try to climb up the light poles, guys. They greased them up, so we'll just fall down. No. Not in Philadelphia. They That was like, pound, you know, hold my beer and I'm going up. You know what I mean? Like, that's how they ruled. So, you know, you don't have to go that far back to see that these people are batshit insane. So now I'm just seeing videos of Mattress Mac actually in Philadelphia getting shit while he's trying to walk out of the stadium from all the Philly faithful. And here he is, and he's losing his mind. He's cursing them out back. It's pretty awesome. And it just brings me a little bit of joy. It brings me a little bit of happiness when you see a fraud expose themselves to their true, awful self. And maybe he's not that awful, but he's definitely a fraud. Definitely a fraud. He's acting like he's got millions of dollars at stake on the World Series. He doesn't. He either, it's a complete hedge. He's going to win like $8 million if the Phillies win the World Series, right? If the Phillies beat the Astros, Mattress Mac gets like $8 million. But if the Astros win the World Series, Mattress Mac gets like $10 million. Either way, Mattress Mac gets money. Because he either sells the mattresses or he wins the bet. You get the point? You know what I mean? Like, it, one way or the other, he's getting taken care of. Um, he's not going to uh, be left in the lurch holding his dick. Uh, you, you know, a, a, this is a multimillionaire. And I don't think, and I don't think that's what makes betting cool either. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these betting content sites, they'll put it out like Mattress Mac. He just added another million dollars to his Astros bet. Straight balls. And it's like, dude, that's not what makes betting content fun. Cause none of us real none of us that actually watch this shit have a million dollars to put down on a game. Most of us don't even have $1,000 to put down on a game. We're lucky if we could bet 50 bucks. That's the, that's the betting content I want to see. I want to see a guy go fucking buck wild all because he won like $75. That's what I want to see because I can relate to that guy. Me and that guy are simpatico. Me and that guy are living the same life. Where it's not a matter of get rich or die trying. You know what I mean? It's it's just a matter of maybe I don't have to pay my bar tab tonight because the Knicks covered the over. That's a nice, that's the nice thing that we get from it. You know, 
The majority of us. That's the truth of it, the majority of us. Is if you are an actual gambler and you bet sports on a regular basis, you're not thinking ever that you're going to be uh, become a millionaire. You're never really thinking that this is going to change your life. You know, it's just a matter of having a little fun, rolling the dice a little bit, and, you know, maybe you could take your girlfriend out. But who's going to do that? Maybe you could take your boys out or, you know, or if you're a lady, maybe you take the girlfriends out. And you know what I'm saying here? Like, you have some fun. It's fun money. It's fuck around money. It's fuck around and find out money. You don't need it. You don't care if you really win. I mean, you want to win, though. So you scream and you yell at the TV and you act like a maniac. And that's fun. There's nothing fun about watching some millionaire jerk off uh, pull off his mattress fucking scam. And everybody praise him for it. So I would just like to say good good on the people of Philly for talking shit to that guy and actually getting him to come out of character a little bit and getting him to snap off and start cursing some people out. Because like I said in the beginning, of this, fuck that guy. He's a fraud. He's not a real thing. He's not even a real gambler. He's probably never bet like an actual sporting event straight up without actually having some sort of mattress scam attached to it. You know what I mean? Like he's, that's all he is. He's, he's, he is, uh, the Willie Loman of mattresses. He's going around trying to sell people beds. And, uh, you know, that's fine, but don't try to pretend like you're a degenerate like the rest of us, you know? Don't try to pretend you're at my level. Okay? Don't try to pretend that you, lo- you lost your voice because of one penalty and destroyed your vocal cords for 48 hours. Don't try to get at my level, bro. You might not have, I might not have the money you do, but I got a lot more passion and a lot more horror stories than you do over your precious little fucking mattresses. So fuck this guy. And anytime I see a betting website or a betting content space, like praising him, I just kind of want to say fuck them too. Because he's a fraud. And, you know, we don't need to... We have enough frauds in this country. There's enough fraudulent people getting praise every day for shit that they didn't accomplish. And I'm tired of seeing... And now it's creeping in to the gambling content space. And I, for one, am not going to take it. I am not going to sit back and just sit there and go, Yeah, he's great. He's not great. He's an asshole who sells mattresses. And we act like he's great because, you know, uh, whatever. He, uh, he he got onto TV somehow. He's a fraud. Don't support fraud. Support the real deal is all I'm trying to say. And that's me, this podcast. So, you know, that's probably a good time I could go right into it. Subscribe, rate, review, Uh, Tell your friends, 
Uh, find us wherever podcasts are found. Uh, follow the Instagram at a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. We're back, baby. And we ain't going nowhere. Just like that fucking song said. We ain't going nowhere. All right. Me doing rap songs like that. See, I don't want to come off like a fraud. So I stop myself from singing the whole song. Bad boys for life. We ain't. All right. You got the point. Fuck Mattress Mac. Got to start uh, wrapping this thing up. So I figure I'll take a moment here at the end. Uh, promote myself a little bit. Uh, this coming Saturday, November 5th, I'm going to be in Ronkonkoma, Farrell's Tavern. Uh, doing some uh, doing some stand-up. Telling some jokes. Uh, you know, it's a cheap show too. $10 at the door and it gets you a free beer. How do you not want it? Come on. How do you not want to be there for that? And let me tell you, it's a top-notch venue as well. You know, I mean, this is where the real comedy happens. In dive bars on Long Island. So come on out. It's 10 bucks. You get to see some comedians tell jokes. And you get a beer. And I'm talking like a good beer, too. I'm not saying some fucking oldie or a natty light. I'm talking high-quality domestic beers like Pabst Blue Ribbon, Bush Light. Nah, I'm kidding. They actually probably, I'm pretty sure you can get like a Bud Light or a Budweiser. It's probably tap, and it might be a little flat, but that's fine. It's free. It's complimentary with your... $10 cash at the door. So, hey, come on out. Farrell's Tavern, Ronkonkoma Avenue, Ronkonkoma. This Saturday night, I'll be there with a bunch of other funny comedians. The dude who's headlining, is he's, he's funny as fuck, Billy. Billy Geyer, he's a cool dude. So, yeah, you should come. You should come check it out. Uh, then I'm doing another show, uh, uh, this is the worst self-promotion in the world, by the way, here. I don't even... <laughs> yeah, come see me at this shitty bar and then come see me uh, at some vague place uh, uh, November 20th because I'll be probably doing another show. Once I get the details on the 20th, I'll put them out. But more shows coming. That's what I'm trying to say here, guys. More shows coming. You come this Saturday, you get a complimentary beer. How often do you get that? The fuck else are you doing? What the fuck else are you doing Saturday, November 5th? Uh, 8 o'clock seating, 9 p.m. show. Show starts at 9 p.m. So you want to get there early. Want to get there early so you can get a seat and a complimentary beer. Have I mentioned that yet? Anyway, yeah, it would be uh, really cool if anyone could come out to that. Um, but uh, without further ado, I'd like to start doing some picks every week for the NFL. I, you know, I was trying to do this, but it didn't really work out because obviously I haven't been doing a podcast for a few weeks now, which that's a whole other story. I mean, I could. I, we don't have all day here. I could tell you 
why that did, you know, but hey, we don't need to focus on the why and the when. All that matters is that we're back. You get a complimentary beer if you come to the show on Saturday. And now to wrap things up for this week, I will give you some winners, a three-pack of winners in the NFL. They can't lose. They're all guaranteed to win, except they're not. But you can think that way if you want. And I'm just going to fire away blindly. Okay, here we go. Uh, The Green Bay Packers are laying three and a half on the road at the Detroit Lions. Uh, Divisional game. Uh, Lions look pretty terrible. The Lions look like the Lions. And the Packers have been shaky at best, I would say. I mean, listen, the play's the Lions, guys. Just take the Lions, disrespected home dog, three and a half. That's a steal. Take the Lions. So I like the Lions there. Um, I like the over 49 and a half Falcons Chargers. I think it's a shootout. I think they're fucking sling the rock all over the place. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go there. I'll take that over. And then one more for you. Yikes, these games. I mean, it's a rough week. Can't always get a good slate of games. And it's, this week is definitely evidence of that. Um, Where else are we going to go here on the board? All right. I get it. The Jets stink. I get it. They've been, uh, you know, Zach Wilson not playing great. But we're at home getting 13. We're at home getting 13. And I'm not going to do it to myself. All right, fuck that game. Patriots covered against the Jets last week. Let's just take the Colts. All right, take the Colts. Getting five and a half. I would rather take the Colts and lose than take the Jets and double lose. So I'm not going to touch the Jet game. We're going to go there. So there you go. Two dogs and an over. The Colts plus five and a half. The Lions at home plus three and a half. Over 49 and a half. Falcons, Chargers. Parlay them, tease them, bet them all straight. That's your fucking winners for the week. Thank you for coming back and listening to the podcast. I appreciate all of you. I've missed you. I've missed doing this. I've been sitting, waiting to scream into the void, and now I've gotten to do it. Come check me out this Saturday, November 5th, Farrell's Tavern, telling jokes, free complimentary beer. I'm not going to stop mentioning it. Anyway, other than that, as always, thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, Tell your friends, subscribe to the podcast, find us on Instagram at a total degenerate podcast. And until next week, see you then.